The following selected readings are from The Boomer Bible, A Testament of Our Times, published in 1991 by R. F. Laird and available online, used for about 99 cents. The second book of apes, called Apes. And when he had come upon the earth, the ape was naked and afraid. For comfort, he picked up a stick, chewed the end to a point, and stuck it in a nearby living thing. When the living thing died, transfixed by the stick, the ape ate of its flesh and soon conceived a great hunger for the death of other living things. Thereupon, the ape made many pointed sticks and stuck them into great multitudes of other living things, including, on occasion, other apes. Chapter 2 For seven times seven generations of their race, the apes stuck pointed sticks into seven times seven generations of other living things. And there were seven times seven kinds of apes, and of this number there were brown apes and black apes, and green apes and red apes, and white apes and yellow apes, and there were small apes and tall apes, and wide apes, and narrow apes, and thin apes, and fat apes, and swift apes, and slow apes, and strong apes, and weak apes, and clever apes, and dull apes. And of this number all were killer apes. Chapter 3 And when seven times seven generations had passed, the land fell barren, and living things of all kinds died in great numbers from thirst and hunger, and from pointed sticks. And as the living things grew scarce in number, the apes became afraid. For if all other kinds of living things died, there should be nothing left to kill, except the other apes, all of whom were killer apes, well armed with pointed sticks. And so it happened that the apes banded together, like to like, to keep the other apes from killing them. Brown apes joined together with brown apes, black apes with black apes, green apes with green apes, red apes with red apes, white apes with white apes, yellow apes with yellow apes, and small apes with small apes, tall apes with tall apes, wide apes with wide apes, narrow apes with narrow apes, and thin apes with thin apes, fat apes with fat apes, swift apes with swift apes, slow apes with slow apes, and strong apes with strong apes, weak apes with weak apes, clever apes with clever apes, and dull apes with dull apes. Chapter 4. Thereupon bands of apes turned upon other bands of apes and transfixed one another with many thousands of pointed sticks. And brown apes killed black apes even unto extinction. Red apes slew green apes, leaving none alive. And likewise white apes slew yellow apes and tall apes and slew, slew small apes. And white apes slew narrow apes and thin apes slew fat apes and slow apes slew swift apes and weak apes slew strong apes, and clever apes slew all the dull apes, and then the strong apes, and the swift apes, and the thin apes, and the white apes, and the tall apes, and the white apes, and the red apes, and the brown apes, until the clever apes were all alone on the earth, with the exception of the other living things, and many, many trees that could be turned into pointed sticks. The third book of apes, called Names, Shortly after the clever apes had killed all the other kinds of apes, they grew restless and irritable because the killing of other apes had been enjoyable, and now there were no other kinds of apes to kill, or be killed by, which took much of the fun out of life. Chapter 2 And so it happened that the clever apes began to split apart into smaller bands, which moved away from one another, sometimes as far as the next valley, but always close enough that they could attack one another with pointed sticks. But it also happened that the new head, bands of apes, became confused, because it was not so easy as before to tell one kind of ape from another kind of ape, all apes now being of one kind, the clever kind. 
But being clever, some of the apes conceived a great idea and gave each other names, so that one could recognize another by his name, and thus know to refrain from transfixing the wrong apes with a pointed stick. And so these apes named themselves with seven times seven hundreds of names. And there were apes named Adam and Eve, and Abel and Cain, and Sarah and Hagar, and Isaac and Ishmael, and David and Goliath, and Samson and Deliah, and Moses and Herod, and Abraham and Joshua, and Ruth and Job, and Seth and Jacob, and Esau and Joseph, and Rachel and Leah, and Samuel and Daniel, and Hosea and Amos, and Andy and Isaiah, and Ezekiel and Emmanuel, and many more besides. Chapter 4 when they had done naming one another, the apes were very pleased and proud of what they had done, believing it to be pretty special to have so many names, and such was an easy way of telling one ape from another ape, which had never happened before in the living memory of apes. And so it happened that the apes with names decided that they were no longer apes, but better than apes, and worthy of a name unto themselves, which they selected by lot, asking every ape to draw one sharpened stick from a huge pile of sharpened sticks. And the short stick fell to an ape named Manny, who promptly renamed the race of apes after himself. So the apes from that point forward were no longer apes, but men, and belonged to the race of man, which immediately invented names for all of its bands now called tribes. And the tribes then withdrew to their homes to begin sharpening sticks for the new age. The fourth book of apes, called Gods, otherwise known as the first book of lies. When the apes called men joined together into tribes, the practice of killing became more efficient and the consumption of slain animals less wasteful. Accordingly, the tribe had more and more opportunity to invent things of which the apes had grown exceedingly fond. All apes worked on inventing things, each according to his kind. Those who were the smartest invented fire, which made it possible to stay up later at night inventing more things. Those who were the best killers invented new ways of killing and new weapons, including knives and spears and arrows and then bows, so that arrows might kill us at a greater distance. Those who were most timid invented agriculture, which provided food more safely than before. Those who were the most skilled with their hands invented pots and clothes and many kinds of tools. Those who were the most imaginative invented words and ideas in order that words might serve some purpose. And all the apes were unsatisfied with this state of affairs. Chapter 2. The smart ones were unsatisfied because the killers still got the best food, even though it was fire that made the food taste better. The killers were unsatisfied because the invention of agriculture required them to kill less often. The timid were unsatisfied because they too longed to kill other living things as safely as possible and had no opportunity to do so. The skilled ones were unsatisfied for the same reason. The imaginative ones were unsatisfied because they saw all the apes in the tribe had enough things to live quite comfortably, which meant there was no reason to attack other tribes with sharp sticks or other weapons, unless some reasons could be invented with words and ideas. Chapter 3 And so it happened that the imaginative ones began to ask many questions at the top of their lungs, saying, Why does the rain not come just when we need it? And why is the hunting not always as good as it could be? And why does it seem that the grass grows greener on the other side of the valley where the next tribe lives? And hearing these questions, the others became quite upset, saying, We don't know what's the answer. We're terribly confused. Whereupon the imaginative ones smiled at one another and said, All is not as it should be because you have not made offerings to the gods who gave us rain and game and grass and other things too. And the others became very afraid, saying, What are gods? Do they live around here? 
do they have weapons? And the imaginative ones nodded knowingly because they had discovered a wonderful discovery which brought smiles to their faces and joy to their hearts. Chapter 4 And so the ape called man came to believe in the gods, who had given man everything he had, and who could take it all away again in an instant if they weren't kept happy. Which is why the imaginative ones had had to become priests and seers in order to explain the will of the gods to the less imaginative ones who were unable to make it up for themselves. And the gods made many demands asking for the best portions of the food and the best clothes and the best weapons and other things besides, including a virgin every so often, and especially including things taken from other tribes, such as their heads and other parts of their bodies. And the priests rejoiced at the bounties offered by the people and cried out in joy, saying, Aren't the gods great and generous? Look at what they have given us. Never have we seen so much food and clothing and weaponry and body parts all in one place. Truly this is a good thing, and we are well pleased. Chapter 5 And so the gods smiled upon the tribe for a time, and gave out plenty of rain, and plenty of good crops, and a lot of bountiful things from the good earth, and plenty of things taken from other tribes, including heads and other body parts, and the apes were happy to know that the gods were on their side, and they worshipped them often, saying, Thank you, great gods, for all you have given us. Hosanna, hallelujah, hooray. And the priests smiled a great deal all the time. Chapter 6 But then it happened, after seven years of plenty of everything, that things went wrong, as they often do, and there wasn't any rain, and the crops were pitiful, and the game got scarce. And one of the neighboring tribes invaded the valley and took away most of the virgins, as well as plenty of heads and other body parts. Whereupon the apes cried out angrily to the priests, saying, Hey, we don't understand this at all. What about all the food and weapons and body parts we've given to the gods? Have they forgotten about us already? Honestly, we're very discouraged with the whole thing. The priests considered the words of the tribe very carefully for about six weeks, which was way too long. But at last the priests triumphantly announced that they had the answer, and the people crowded around to listen, saying, This had better be good. So the priests cried aloud in a high, shaky voice, saying, The gods have become bored with your offerings, which are puny and insignificant, consisting of little more than food and weapons and body parts, and every once in a while a virgin. The gods need more than small change if they are to go on giving you rain and crops and so forth. Well then, what do they want? asked the tribe. And beads of sweat stood out on their foreheads. They want monuments and temples made of stone with plenty of writing on them, singing the praises of the gods, as well as prayers and idols and that sort of thing. What is writing? asked the tribe. We have not heard of this before. Is it hard to get? Does it involve killing? But the priest smiled broadly and replied, Writing is not hard at all. It does not involve killing, but you'll like it anyway. And then the tribe was well content, saying, We'll get right to it. But what is a temple? And the priest smiled, saying, Don't worry, we'll explain everything as we go. And so it happened that the apes called men went to work for their gods, building many great monuments and temples, and writing many praises and prayers and other inscriptions in stone, so that seven times seven generations of their race worshipped the same gods and invented all manners of things to please them, including many elaborate ceremonies intended to honor the gods and their temples, in many new cities in which to build temples and other monuments to the gods, and wars against other tribes which did not worship the same gods, and who therefore needed to have their cities and monuments and temples destroyed, completely and utterly, and their fields burned and sown with salt, and their women raped, and their people enslaved, 
so that even bigger temples and monuments could be built to sing the praises of the great generous gods who had made the earth and the seas and the beasts of the field and who made the cleverest of apes into a powerful nation of priests and warriors and builders and writers, which was the greatest gift of all and which was called civilization. This reading has been from The Boomer Bible, A Testament of Our Times, published in 1991 by R.F. Laird and available online, used for about 99 cents.